Genesis 22, 15 to 24. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice." So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham Abraham lived at Beersheba. Now after these things it was told to Abraham, Behold, Milcah also has borne children to your brother Nahor, Uz his firstborn, Buz, or Buz his brother, Kimuel the father of Aram, Chesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf and Bethuel. Bethuel fathered Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. Moreover, his concubine, whose name Ruma, bore Teba, Gaham, Tahash, and Makkah. This is the word of the Lord, and these Thanks. are the, uh, these are the pronunciations of Will. <laughs> <laughs> thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Will, I and think I'm going to have you read those last three verses again right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You did a good job with the names, Oof. man. Oof. Yes, excellent. And uh, we'll we'll give a we'll give a nod to that to those names at the end so that uh, we kind of understand what's going on there. But uh, obviously, the context of this is coming off of yesterday's our daily rhythm where we talked about Abraham and Isaac and Abraham's faith being tested, and Abraham uh, essentially essentially passing the test. And, you know, God saw that, like, he, he now fears the Lord, and this is kind of a, a huge turning point in mm-hmm. Abraham's life. And then we come to verse 15, and um, God reiterates kind of his promise to Abraham. Jennifer, thoughts? Yeah, I, um, just the that this is a reiteration of this promise that we've seen over and over. It came pretty simply in the beginning. Um, and then God's just made it more. Um, we see that it's, it had a lot more meaning, I guess, for um, everyone's spiritual um, salvation. You know, like it, it just has a very profound meaning and we've just seen it grow over time, but it is the same promises that God gave in the beginning. I love how he starts out this time. God, the angel of the Lord says, by myself, I have sworn. I mean, this is like a, a strong oath of God. I mean, yeah, God yeah. is swearing on his own name. Like mm. this, uh, this is my promise declares the Lord because you've done this and not withheld your son, your only son. And then he says, you know, just re- reiterates that he'll bless Abraham and the multiple offspring. But I love, also love this verse down here where it says, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And Paul picks up on this in Galatians 3.16 and just makes this great argument that this is not just, um, we've seen how when people have respected and honored Abraham, they have received some blessing here on earth. So there's this idea, you know, if you bless him, you'll be also be blessed. But this is talking about there's one specific offspring that will come in this line of Abraham, the promised one, the Messiah, who will accomplish um, this salvation for us that we've seen so beautifully pictured in the story of Isaac, um, you know, the sacrificing of Isaac. Yeah. I mean, one of the, 
most popular criticisms of the God of the Old Testament is that, you know, he he's racist and, and it kind of shows this stark favoritism towards the line of Abraham, which obviously he chooses Abraham. But the refrain throughout Genesis and then, you know, especially throughout like Isaiah and a lot of the Old Testament prophets is that God is making the whole earth new through this people if they would just obey him. Right. <laughs> and and here um, we get this glimpse of, of human obedience, which will lead to the renewal of all nations, which obviously we see truly set forth in Christ mm-hmm. and yeah. his obedience to even at the cost of his own life, which leads to all nations of the earth being blessed. Mm. And I, I want to point out, oftentimes I'll say like, aside from Jesus, I think Abraham is probably the most important figure in the Bible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason is because in Genesis 12, mm-hmm. God gives him this promise that through you, through your, through Abraham, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And mm-hmm. as you pointed out in Galatians 3, Paul, Paul interprets this to mean that through Jesus, all the nations will be blessed. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's ultimately through Jesus that all, that, the promise to Abraham becomes fulfilled. Nice. But Abraham's promise starts in Genesis 12, yeah. or the promise to Abraham starts in Genesis 12 and carries through for all time, yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. The promise to Moses and the law given to Moses is actually different. It starts with Moses and it and it's fulfilled in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes and fulfills yeah. the law. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually like a start date and a stop date mm-hmm. to Moses, who's also a very you know, prominent figure, figure and is all over the, all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Abraham's, it starts in Genesis 12 and then it goes for all time, mm-hmm. e- even to, you know, the book of revelation where mm-hmm. we see peoples from every tribe, tongue and nation that are surrounding the throne. Right. And so it's, it's and forever. It's, right. Yeah. yeah and it, into eternity. it's important to, to understand the weight mm. of what is being promised to Abraham way yeah. back in Genesis 12, Genesis 18, Genesis 22. Right. Uh, because it, it is a very weighty matter. And, and, you know, because the Lord is saying this, this does not mean that now, like it's important to remember God's promise is not, it's still not dependent on Abraham and his performance. And, and, you know, just if we look back to these grave failures of Abraham, you know, with Hagar, where they kind of give up on God's promise that mm-hmm. Sarah will actually bear a child. The Lord there in that failure renews his promise to Abraham. And, and here the Lord renews his promise. And, and it's just such a beautiful thing that as we grow in the life of faith with all the failures and successes that it may bring, it is still completely dependent on the faithfulness of God. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You you pointed out performance, Will. And I, I think this is something that a lot of us struggle with in mm-hmm. relation to mm-hmm. our faith. We even though we say like we're saved by grace, you know, by faith, uh, by grace alone, through faith, and that not of ourselves, you know, we quote Ephesians mm-hmm. two and passages like this, but sometimes we practically live out as if we're like trying to perform mm-hmm. in front of God. Right. And so I, I was recently reading uh, a very short book by Tim Keller on self forgetfulness. If you haven't read it, it's like one sitting. Um, is really good. Yeah. So Tim Keller is making the point in his book that in Christianity, it's different than all other religions because in Christianity, 
God makes a verdict. He declares us righteous for those who surrender their lives to Jesus. He declares us righteous. And then, and then there's performance, not the other way around, which is the way of every other belief system and every other religion where, which is you perform in hopes of receiving a good verdict at the end. And so it's, it's, it's important that we get this right. And I think we can come to a passage like in Abraham, Mm. uh, being his faith being tested Mm. and think like he had to perform in order for God to give him a good verdict. But Mm. I would point us to the fact that like way back in Genesis 12, that's not the way it was. He already declared him righteous and now he's testing his faith. Mm -hmm. There's performance as it were. And Abraham, as we pointed out, has failed over and over but now he's he's essentially passed the test. He's not passing the test in order to gain righteousness. Yeah. Right. He's passing the test so that God will grow his faith. So God is concerned about him growing in his faith right. in the same way that God is concerned about all of us growing in our faith. So God is going to test all of us so that we'll grow in our faith, not so that he'll kind of like withhold these promises. It's like, Jennifer, if you perform, (laughs) I'm going to then declare you righteous. That's not the way it happens. But this, our mind can like play tricks on us because every other belief system, every other religion is the exact opposite of what Christianity is in this. No, I love that. And the the testing is freeing us. It's freeing us from idolatry. It's freeing us from selfishness. It's freeing us from pride um, and and growing our faith. That's, that's, uh, that's right. Really good. And then, of course, that those are amazing truths. And then the, the passage moves to this kind of like, uh, you know, full stop where we're like all of a sudden he starts talking about genealogy. And we're like, what's going on here? Right, right. <laughs> but I think that is classic a, 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 right, classic. Yeah, we and got ooze and booze. Right. Uh. But actually, that's a good point. It is classic Genesis where you yes. have these genealogies that sprinkle through and they kind of do signify a a new... Um, All right, so what's going like, on there, Jim? Right, well, we see that this is actually not the line of Abraham. This is talking about his brother, um, who we hadn't really... We don't know that much about. And But what we see here is that uh, in the line of his brother is Rebecca. And Rebecca will be the wife of Isaac, the yeah. promised one. And so then we're going to see this continuation now in this promise to Isaac and then Jacob and see how this plays out in um, this family line um, throughout Genesis so um and that really comes to fruition in Matthew 1 when we get the genealogy of the Christ and yes. yeah. all these seemingly worthless genealogies all of a sudden we can trace all the way back to this like random passage in Genesis 22 where you know the like great grandmother matriarch of you know our savior is right. tucked in there yeah amazing all right well for Jennifer McClish and Will Carlisle I'm Barrett Fisher Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.